0: Well, Steve, this is one of the most uh, famous tracks of, of minimalist music that was composed by Steve Reich, who's considered one of the f- the four pioneers of minimalist music, along with Lamont Young and Terry Riley and also Philip Glass. Uh, and this is music for eighteen uh, musicians, which was composed uh, during nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy six, and then uh, was premiered uh, on twenty fourth of April nineteen seventy six. So let's let's start uh, by yeah, let's just hear some some of this music, some of this uh, composition.
1: Yes, it's always great to hear that, Steve Reich, sort of fascinating. And again, it's obviously, it's very much an attempt at a sort of rhizomatic aesthetic. Exactly. It's a non-hierarchical, cyclical, um, exactly. flattened out. But also, uh, another thing I wanted to play was a bit of um, this experimental e- electronic, ex- also extremely minimalist um composer Elian Radig who isn't as well known as all these other guys but was doing a very minimalist influenced electronic compositions by the mid-70s um, I think we came across a piece we came across an article I think in the Village Voice about a prominent concert of electronic music that Radri Radig organized again in seventy-five in the same year as the conference. So there's another Parisian person in well actually maybe she's just French. Don't know she's Parisian. Another French person in in New York, uh, doing this kind of avant-garde thing, engaged with these ideas of experimentation, cutting edge, minimalism, very rhizomatic. Um, I don't think she has anything released until a couple of years later but this is Triptych by Eliane Radig from 1978
0: Well, we're gonna come back to this because it's it's for a later series, really. But Diego Cortez was one of the kind of pioneering figures of the of the downtown scene. He was kind of effectively a curator, uh, very handsome and charismatic uh and intellectual, and um effectively became along with Anya Phillips, who uh, who who along with Diego Cortez were c- kind of key figures, scenesters at CBGB's and this emerging downtown punk scene. Uh, effectively, Diego Cortez with Anya Phillips were, came up with the idea of opening the Mud Club, um, which was av- owned and also opened by Steve Mass. But Steve Mass didn't really have a background in the arts at all, and they came up with the idea after going. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into too much detail. I suppose this is already too much. But they went. They went on a a cross country trip to try and make. Uh, well, to make a film about Elvis who died in 1977 and, and Diego Cortez wanted to make a radical film about Elvis and his time in the U.S. marines and to draw out some of the politics and, and also dwell on some of the terrorist activity that was you know taking root in Europe simultaneously and uh, a number of downtowners were quite drawn to the ideas of this, the, of this uh, kind of radical activity and how did they get to know letronge and it was there and it was there it was there in in chicago that they sort of came across La, i think it's Laver miss miss uh, maybe mispronounced Le miss pair uh, which was considered often to be the first punk club came back decided to kind of uh, and decided that it would be great to open something similar in new york and that was the kind of these were the the early origins of the mud club that became this kind of uh very interesting and compelling kind of uh, venue where all of these different kind of art forms were being practiced. And Sylvain Lotranger became involved in the mud club and they became, kind of ba- basically became flatmates with Diego Cortez and was spending an awful lot of, the, of time at the Mud Club and went on to say that, yeah, the Mud Club was the kind of, in his sense, the ultimate expression of some of these kind of, you know, uh, ideas that, um, and, art for, and you know, artistic expressions that he'd already been so interested in, in developing. But we're going to come back to that because it's a story for the late 70s, really. But, um, I mean, what I think the reason I wanted to mention a little bit is because
1: I think Cortez is one of the links between L'Etranger and CBGBs. Right.
0: Uh, I don't know if La Tranger went to CBGB. He may have done. Uh, maybe he did. I should but, um, check that out. CBGB yeah. is certainly as one of the birthplaces
1: of punk is another place where these these very similar aesthetics, these aesthetics minimalism, anti hierarchy, etc., are being expressed. And so, I think it's interesting to reflect and to close out on uh, thinking about the fact that this is, these aesthetic, the aesthetic expression of the rhizomatic ideal and this new form of politics, which is sort of anarchistic, which is libertarian, but also sort of collectivist in its most radical expressions. It doesn't only find manifestation in these avant-garde compositions. Also, you hear it in the emergent punk rock, which people would have have heard at places like CBGB's and at the Kitchen uh, in 74, 75. So for example, One of the musicians you would have heard in those contexts quite often at that time would have been Jonathan Richmond playing with the modern lovers, playing this very stripped down kind of rock and roll, which though to us now, it it just sounds quite simple and it sounds like an antecedent of quite mainstreams of indie alt rock. At the time, it was heard by a lot of people listening to it. As very as quite explicitly making a sort of aesthetic statement, which was in some sense allied with the anti hierarchical uh, quali- ethics of, of people like Deleuze. So, uh, we thought we would close out with Jonathan Richman and the Modern Lovers classic Roadrunner.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six.